from the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., this is Update One, the club's official podcast. It features newsworthy stories originating from the NPC facilities, as well as broader topics related to journalism, communications, press freedom, and transparency. I'm Adam Cano, and joining me today is Didier Soji, Executive Director of the National Press Club. Didier, welcome and bienvenue to Update One. Thank you. Happy to be here. Before talking about your goals as Executive Director, uh, let's begin with you. You joined us from the Foreign Correspondence Club of Hong Kong, where you served as General Manager for five years. Tell us a little bit about that organization and the work you did there. When I started at the FCC, I had uh, the same situation. The General Manager was there as a GM for 17 years, but as the staff member of the Foreign Correspondence Club for 43 years. So the club was, uh, the most difficult part for me was to change things uh, because coming from an hotel background, uh, I, I like to have more process, more, uh, more things in place. Uh, and the club was more run like a business, a home business. So it was a lot of things I had to change. That was to get a, a more structured place. Uh, I change and implement procedures to help the management and the board to run the club. So that was something, uh, I think, the main the mine job I did during uh, the last five years. Also, as you know, Hong Kong had quite a bit of uh, uh, changes during the last five years as well. So it was to get the club updated to uh, any uh, new rules and regulations we had to do. Yeah, you mentioned your background in terms of, of food and beverage. You know, prior to uh, FCC Hong Kong, you were director of food and beverage for a major hotel chain based in Hong Kong, executive chef throughout the Asia Pacific region. How does that background in food services inform your approach to managing a member-based facility like the National Press Club? I think the National Press Club is a business orientated as well. Managing FNB hotels is the same really as, as a club. You have to, uh, to, to get revenue from your uh, food and beverage. So having all this background and knowledge in food and beverage helped me quite a lot to understand what the business should be. Uh, but a member's club is different from an hotel because pricing has to be different. And even a member's club from Hong Kong to DC is different. Uh, Hong Kong, the food and beverage is supported by the membership. Uh, here, the membership is supported by the, the, the food and beverage because here we can get uh, people from outside who are not club members as a banqueting. Uh, in Hong Kong, the license doesn't let you do this. You have, it's a private club, so you can only sell food to the members and their guests. Interesting. So you joined the National Press Club last June. Washington, D.C. is, as you suggest, a big switch from Hong Kong, China, Australia, New Zealand, where you've worked previously. What, what drew you to D.C. and to our little home? The, the first part is I got approached by the National Press Club to come in. I think finding a general manager who has knowledge of food and beverage, private club, and a press club uh, is not too many of them. So, and coming from Hong Kong, where we had uh, uh, five years COVID and uh, also different things, we had to manage a club and keeping 100 staff uh, employed during all this period as well was quite interesting for the club here. At first, I was uh, 
not too interested because I really liked my job in Hong Kong. But coming back uh, with all the changes in Hong Kong, I was thinking maybe it's time to uh, to, to move and see uh, something else. So, and what a place to come in, they say. I mean, this year we're going to have the election of uh, the U.S. president. I mean, this is a great time to be. I will have been in two different places in the world with two different major events in Hong Kong and here now in the U.S. So I'm very happy to be there and see what will happen. Yeah. Well, you succeeded the long-serving Bill McCarran as executive director. We had Bill on the podcast uh, last year. What was that transition period like between you and him? And was there one bit of advice that Bill gave you that perhaps has been most valuable? I think Bill is a very, uh, he's a very gentle guy also. So it was a very smooth transaction uh, transition. Uh, and also, Bill will be here for one more year as uh, press freedom uh, committees as well. So this is a big help for me. Uh, managing the club, I think uh, it's it's fine. I don't have too much problem with this. Uh, however, Bill give me quite a lots of information about members. So it's uh, always very good to know uh, this member likes this or this member don't like this or, and, and all these kind of things. So it build up uh, an easy transition with member and easy for me to approach members with a knowledge of what they like or they don't like. So that was very good. And I mean, I'm keeping a very uh, good contact with Bill at all the time. So uh, if I have any question, I just pick up the phone. Yeah, I'll have to ask you off the air if any of his instructions about individual members had anything to do with me. Uh, Before, now that you've been here, though, for more than about half a year and you've had time to get settled, uh, other than individual club member preferences, what have you what have you noticed about the club and, and its membership? I think the clubs and the membership members are very passionate about their clubs. So it was a lot of, I received a lot of comments from members who want to uh, uh, implement new things or increase the, the, the way the clubs run because is this passion for the club and the, they want the club to be there for a long time and they want the club to, to be successful. But in the same time as well, they're taking the club as a second home. So this is very, very important, like for food and beverage as well. They want to come in here, they want to be proud of what we're serving them or what we're doing here so they can bring their colleagues they can bring their business they can bring anybody there and uh, be proud of of the house so i think this is this is something very very important the work climate in washington has changed since covid is the club and its infrastructure and the way we provide services um, perhaps due for a refresh for some new thinking upon your arrival Yes, definitely. I think food-wise, beverage-wise. I mean, we have we have two part of members. We got members who've been here for a long time, but also we're looking for new members and young members as well to coming in. So, like, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, and I was very happy to see we did some changes in the bar, and suddenly we have young members there on a Friday night where they don't need to be here. So they make the trip to coming here and meet at the bar at the National Press Club. So I think this is showing we, we're doing the right things by changing, bringing new ideas and new uh, and fresh product and fresh 
promotions as well to uh, to make sure uh, people will come and enjoy what we're doing. The member pub is back to being open five days a week for lunch and dinner. Uh, I gather the lunch buffet is on what Wednesday? Wednesday, yes. And I heard a rumor that breakfast might be coming back. Correct. The breakfast we will reopen the breakfast. The latest will be mid of March. So even if the business start getting very good, so by mid of February or late February we will reopen for breakfast. So the club is open from Monday to Friday, lunch, dinners, and then uh, open from 10.30 on the morning for if somebody wants a coffee. But uh, uh, later this next month, or probably early March, then it will be open from 7.30. That's great. Press freedom and media literacy rightfully were a major focus for your predecessor, and you've talked about how Bill is you know, staying around for at least another year to help on that topic. What more can the press do both as an individual organization, but especially in conjunction with other organizations, um, and especially internationally? I think what I have seen, uh, and especially coming from Hong Kong, because we've been isolated, I will say, uh, and it was very hard to actually get, but we, we reached at the press club in Japan, in Thailand, uh, even some association who cannot be press clubs, such as uh, FCCC in, in China, who, who, uh, who are there. So I think creating ties between clubs is very important because information is, as we know, it is knowledge. So uh, it is very, very important to make sure we have this contact with other clubs, if we can support or if they can support us as well. But also we need to make sure the information go out to the public as well. So it has to be correct information. I mean, we have seen uh, in my last job, I have seen quite a lot of uh, fake news uh, and also different style of newspaper who are in a different way. So uh, it was, so this should not exist. We need to make sure whatever we say is, is there and is the truth and people can come back and fact check on what we're doing. Yeah. And that fake news, as we know, is not just an international challenge. It's a challenge here domestically. Yes. As you noted before, we're on the cusp of another major election cycle here in Washington. So what do you hope the club and its teams will do to help Americans better understand the role of media in a free society? I think, like I say, information and uh, informed every, everyone is the most important. Make sure the club is uh, an open platform for communication. It's uh, It's open to one side or to the other side as well, and keeping their neutralities as well, but also making sure it's a safe place for journalists to come in and do their work and uh, promoted and being supported by everybody else here. Knowing you have a big club, a big association behind you, keeping you safe is quite important for this knowledge to be out as well. Looking forward, what do you hope to prioritize as executive director and what will those initiatives mean for for members, for guests, and you know, for Washington more broadly? I think for, for here, first things, I think we need to bring back what we offer to, to members when they're coming to the club. Uh, because I think there's lots of things we have cut down during uh, uh, COVID as well. So uh, bringing service back on, reopening all the restaurants, reopening the breakfast, uh, making sure it's a safe place. I think this is the most important, and I have seen it in Hong Kong, make sure the club become a safe place and a secure place for journalists to come in and do their own work if they have to do it or meet people if they have to 
meet people as well. But in the same time, it's a place where you can relax after work as well. So if you want to come to the bar, you know you can have a drink and you're not going to be taken on the photo and send it somewhere. <laughs> so this is very, very important to, to, to keep this uh, secure place and where is a place you can let your shoulders going down and enjoy a bit of a free time. Didier, thank you and merci beaucoup. Service. Didier Soji is executive director of the National Press Club for Update One in Washington. I'm Adam Cano. You have been listening to Update One, the official podcast of the National Press Club, the world's leading professional organization for journalists and a vigorous advocate of press freedom worldwide. If you have any questions or comments about Update One, send an email to updateonepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.